the mission that we're on, which is how do we kind of inspire, share stories with so you can make more money, protect what you have, which we're talking about a lot today, and then ultimately build lasting wealth that'll last for legacy and generations. Hey guys, Will and Jim back with you for another episode of The Wealthy American. All right, so today what we're going to be covering is something that's really really important and we want to get right into it today, which is how do you protect your loved ones, your family, making sure that they're taken care of? And quick disclaimer, as we always do, this is not financial advice. Financial advice requires a trained professional that can go through your specific situation. Clarity is power and that requires and should be specific to your situation and circumstance. Now, what we want to talk about today is really how to ensure your lifetime income potential is going to be there. Because when we look at this, right, and let's say you're 35, 45, 55, 65, but somebody, probably not 65, maybe a little bit earlier, somebody is counting on your income, right? This could be your partner. This could be your kids, right? When we look at this stuff, it is all of the money that you're going to earn throughout your entire life that somebody's counting on you for, right? This is super, super important to understand that this is really the thing that allows your family to keep living, right? And living a decent life. And I'll tell you a quick story about this. 10 years in the special operations community, and the hard truth of that is, I might've told this story before, but here it is again, because I think it is important to illustrate this point. Nine combat deployments, not everybody comes home from that. And it is truly terrible not to have a teammate come back with you. It's much harder for the, not to have a husband come back or a father come back. Almost unrecoverable. And Back then, this has changed, but back then, right, early on, went into the Marine Corps in 2003. Wars were, you know, really kicking off, Jim, as you well know, Afghanistan, Iraq, just hot and heavy, right? A lot of my time was spent in Fallujah and, you know, later on Afghanistan, some other places and all that stuff. But heavy, heavy combat. And back then, you had 60 days to move off base. So imagine that for a second. The person that you love, that you built a life with, your father dies and you have two months to leave where you're currently living and uproot your life and go somewhere else. Almost unrecoverable. But there was what's called service member group life insurance and that paid out a death benefit to the surviving members. And I'll tell you, Jim, no amount of money will ever bring somebody back. It won't. But here's what I saw it do for those families over the years, right? And by the way, if you guys are going, oh, he's just pitching life insurance. I'm not, but I want to tell you what this did for this family, for multiple families that I know. It allowed them, right? It paid them $400,000 death benefit to the surviving member, which I think it's still about that, right? That money allowed them to buy a house out in town and stay in the community, keep them in the same schools, or to go back home, buy a home there where they grew up at, establish roots, be a new family. And some of them just went to brand new communities and wanted to start over fresh. They wanted to fund their kids' college. And the rule of the special operations community is you always keep up with those families. Take the kids out to baseball games, hockey games, you bring them out to the barbecues. I still see a lot of them, a lot of years later now, at the annual reunions, all that stuff. And like I said, no amount of money will bring that person back. But what it did allow them to do is move on respectfully. Because, and you know this, you and I both grew up, not a whole lot of money almost none. But within that, like when you don't have money, things become exponentially harder. If you don't know where food is coming from, that's kind of a tough deal. If you don't know where rent's coming from, that's really hard on top of grieving somebody that you know died. And so when we talk about protection, we're talking about protecting what you love. And you may not be going over to combat and being getting shot at and having RPGs go off and having all this stuff happen. But you never know what's going to happen, right? You don't know 
when you're going to get into a car accident and unfortunately it's your time. Or maybe you have some predisposed genetic conditions. This my wife sees all this stuff in the hospital where she works, right? Where it's just like some of it's genetics. And so if you're not thinking about how do I protect that, man, you're really doing the loved ones, in my opinion, right? And this is not financial advice, but in my opinion, you're doing them a disservice by not setting them up to protect your lifetime income potential. So that way, if something does happen, they're still taken care of. Jim, your thoughts? Yeah, that's a tough one. I can't imagine 60 days, you lose a loved one and you got to pack up, you got to move, you got to deal with kids, you got, oh, it's just a break. It breaks my heart. And, you know, and on the show, we talk a lot, right, about the being the wealthy American, right? And what it means to earn money, have lifetime income potential, pay our taxes, save money, you know, for a time in our life when we choose to want to turn off income, right? And so this is kind of serious. I mean, this is, in fact, really serious. This is life, right? And uh, life is serious. I mean, after all, we say life or death right? And that's how serious it is, right? And so no one's going to get out of here alive, right? What's guaranteed to happen is that you, me, and everyone is going to pass away someday. And we're going to leave people behind, kids, wife, husband, family members. That's a reality. That's a guarantee. That's a certainty that's going to happen. And I don't think there's enough people that talk about the importance of making sure that you have the opportunity to know that you can protect, insure, and guarantee all of your lifetime income potential. So you can guarantee with what you want to happen. I think it's a huge miss for a lot of the people you know out there and in the financial planning community you know, in and of itself, not to have this conversation of making sure that that's one of the very first things foundationally that we have a conversation around. I mean, what good is it, Will, to plan for a retirement five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road if tomorrow, next week, or a year, you're not even here to see it come to fruition. It just seems futile. Yeah. It seems like a weird, weird thing to plan. It reminds me of Mike Tyson's famous quote, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And if you think that you're securing your financial future, but you're not protecting a lifetime income potential, well, you're, you're kind of leaving yourself open to get punched in the mouth. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yep, absolutely. I, I have a, a quick little story. I have a, a friend of mine, uh, his name's uh, Kyle, and uh, we share a mentor. And his name uh, is Merle. And Merle and Kyle were having a conversation one day um, about this very topic. And uh, Kyle's a healthy guy, 44, I think, 6'6", no body fat. I don't even know if he's ever smelled a cheeseburger. Like, he's like Will. He's just an Adonis. He just looks so fantastic. Super, super healthy guy. And um, he was born with a really rare uh, and unique heart condition where he had a little tiny hole in his heart that would open and close, open and close, open and close. But he still was able to live a long life and um, have a real, real long flourishing life and, um, be, and be very healthy. He was able to exercise, work out, whatever. Um, but he had this defect, right? And so I remember uh, the story that um, our mentor was having with Kyle and um, Kyle was super healthy and Merle had said, hey, we're doing a lot of planning here you know, for your, your family and your four young children. Maybe it's time to ensure your lifetime income potential. And he said, well, I got this heart condition. You know, I don't think, it, I don't think I can do it. He says, but yeah, but otherwise you're healthy. That's what I mean. He says, give it a shot. So they made an application, did a trial app, they applied. Lo and behold, he got approved. Couldn't believe it. So Merle told him, get all that you can possibly get. Get whatever they're going to be willing to get you. And he did. I think there's a difference between knowing something and doing something, right? This guy took action on it. And thank God that he did. Because three years after he did, he's on vacation in Disney World in Orlando. And his wife sends him to uh, Sam's Club to pick up some supplies for, for the house and diapers and things like that. Kyle's walking to the checkout line, puts his right hand on his heart, looks at the checker, and he goes, something don't feel right. Two seconds later, he tips over in line, dies from a massive heart attack. Never going to see his wife again. Never going to see his four daughters super healthy guy. One of the healthiest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Just had that defect, right? But didn't know when he was going to go. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow or next week or whatever, right? It could be happening so dang fast, right? And we got this call last January. This is just a re really recent thing, Will. Last January, we get this call 
Merle gets this call from uh, his wife, Ashley. And she goes, hey, I just want to call you and let you know something terrible happened with Kyle. He's no longer with us. And um, I really also want to thank you because of you having this conversation with Kyle that we're cashing a check of over $10 million to solidify the financial life that Kyle was going to build for us over the course of time. He was able to guarantee with what he wanted to happen with his lifetime income potential could happen. And his trust was in place and everything. So as difficult as it is for the family to lose their father and their husband, they didn't have the financial suffering that comes along with that. And it was not a lot of money, you know, each month to make sure that this thing happened. So it's just something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that we don't talk, you know, enough about. And, uh, and most people don't um, don't have this tough conversation, particularly as it relates to being a wealthy American and having sure, making sure that you can have that protection, and then doing all the planning downstream. So that's my two cents on that one. Well, yeah, and what a powerful story. And and you know, obviously, we share a mentor in Merle as well. I've heard about Kyle over the years, and just sounds like he's yeah. an incredible human being. And and when we look at the the pillars of the wealthy American here and what we look at, which is how do you earn more money? And the second one is really what we're talking about today, which is how do you protect what you have? Third one being how do you build more wealth? But today we're going to talk about how do you protect what you have? And there's a lot of ways to do this, but if you're not protecting your lifetime income, potentially, you really are rolling the dice, right? Like you are riding, you know, a one-wheeled motorcycle at 90 miles an hour without any helmet or protective gear on down the freeway and going, I think it'll work out. It should be fun. And maybe it will be. But if it's not, man, you're in a pretty rough spot and you're going to probably wish that maybe you had, I don't know why you'd be riding a one-wheeled motorcycle, but maybe you had some protective gear on. Maybe you had two wheels on that bad boy. Maybe you wish you were in a tank. And so there's different levels of protection to this. But if you're not looking at at least protecting your lifetime income potential when people are counting on you, man, you, you really are just rolling the dice there because life happens as we all know. And the question that you want to ask yourself is, if I were to go, the people that I love that are counting on me, what would they need financially in place to make sure that I can make up for that, right? And I get it, guys. I have a weird experience of 10 years, special operations community, a whole bunch of combat deployments, all that stuff. I'm a little bit more comfortable talking about this stuff than a lot. A lot of people just want to avoid this topic, but it's one that when you look at it and you go through it, if something happens, everybody's going to be thankful that you did you're the person that was not only responsible enough, but had enough foresight to make sure that they were taken care of. And when you think about legacy and you think about how you're remembered, it's a pretty big thing. And that's something why we encourage a lot of the people to look at it when we look at, again, earning more money, protecting what you have and building long-term wealth, protecting what you have, covering that long-term, or excuse me, lifetime income potential, huge, huge thing. Jim, yeah. anything? Keeping life? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, keep, keeping death at a respectable di- distance in life, you know, is, is kind of the art, you know, in the science of living, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I met with a, a wonderful family on uh, Monday, uh, Dan, and uh, also four kids, uh, young wife. We had this exact conversation and he agreed and he thought it was fantastic. And so we fill out the trial apps and do all, do all this stuff. He says, hey, I got to jump on a plane on this was, I met with him on Monday and Tuesday. And he says, and I'll be back on uh, Friday to get things wrapped up. I said, oh, fantastic. I get a text from him this morning. And he goes, you're never going to believe what happened. What happens? Everything okay? He goes, I'm on my way from Spokane to Denver. And about an hour before we land, our plane gets hit by lightning. The electrical system goes out and the plane descends. Everyone's freaking out. The oxygen masks are coming down. Flight attendants are on. Captain's on. Plane's going down. Pilot was able to get the plane, you know, okay. They get on the ground. He goes, that's it. I could have died. That's it. This conversation that we had on Monday became a reality right then and there. 
right? Wasn't sickness, wasn't, it was just living life. No one knows when they're gonna go, right? So I said, oh man, I'm glad that you're okay. That's awesome, we're gonna get things wrapped up. He goes, yeah, is there any way to move a little faster? Can we get this going a little bit sooner? And I'm like, well, it's a process, whatever. But I'm super grateful that you have, you know, have the opportunity, the mindset, and the gift that you're gonna give to your family, knowing that they're gonna be protected no matter if you're here you know, or not. Imagine how you're gonna sleep. Imagine how you're gonna feel. Imagine how you're gonna live your life. That peace and that comfort that you're gonna have. It's just, um, it's hard to put words to. So it's just, it's so just all around us, right? Just turning on that particular activator for having it be, you know, so real. Yeah, and so many of us hear this information and have it over the years. And so the question becomes, why do so many people act on it, or so few people act on it? If you know you should have something in place and you don't do it. It's almost worse than not knowing. And so don't want to come down too hard on folks out there, but it is a thing that I think is important to cover again, which is if you don't protect what you have, you're putting all of that at risk, not only for you, but for everybody that is counting on you. And you have to put that stuff in place if you want to protect your family, if you want to protect the people that are counting on you, if you want to set them up for success when God forbid something does happen. So I think it's really important that you know, knowledge without action is nothing. It's fun to talk about, right? You can win arguments, but what does it do for you? Not a thing. And so you kind of have this choice, this kind of, you know, fork in the road, if you will, of do I kind of take this knowledge and go, oh, I know I should do something. Yeah, I know all that stuff, but I just, you know, it's this or I'm busy or I don't even know how much I need or how would I calculate that or who would I talk to? You can choose to just keep going along and doing that or you can do something about it and you can put something in place and you can make sure that they're taken care of. You can have somebody explain a full policy for you, right? It's why we end up doing, Jim and I do a lot of convertible term for families to protect what they have, right? And you have to have somebody, whether it's us or somebody else, doesn't matter, that can take you through and explain what that policy means. You'll understand, you'll know that you're protected, you're covered, and you're good. And you have to make the decision of today, not tomorrow, but today, what do I want to do? Do I want to keep down this road that I've always gone down and not have this protection? Or do I want to put this protection in place to make sure that I can protect the things that I have and the ones that I love? And ultimately, we can't make that decision for you. Nobody can. That choice is yours, but not making a choice is the same as making a choice. You have you know, to do it. I love what Tony Robbins says about that, and I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, but I love when he says that knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is potential power. Execution trumps knowledge every day of the week. And so how do we get ourselves to execute on things that we know, right? And um, that's the big key is knowing is kind of, is, is really not half the battle. Executing is the battle. Execute. Do whatever you have to do to protect your family, right? To make sure that you you know, that we all can have happen what we want to happen. Just got to get it done. It reminds me, it's a much cruder version of that. uh, (laughs) It was early on in my Marine Corps times, was during a pretty heavy shooting package, all that stuff. And I had a team leader and I was like thinking, I was overthinking stuff, right? Because you're early on inside of a team, you haven't deployed yet, you do all that stuff. You're going through, you know, you're clearing a house, you're stacked up on a door, blow the door, all that stuff, you come in and then you've got really specific things that you do to clear and then you engage targets because the bullets absorb into walls and all this is weird experience, I know. You got these carving cutouts and all this stuff. And I, I was taking a little bit too long to take the shot. And you're timed on that stuff, it's really close. And my team leader at the time, at the end of the couple runs, he's like, hey man, you're too slow. I was like, yeah, I was looking for this, this, and this. And he said something that kind of stuck with me. He goes, hey man, there's people that are dumber than you that are better than you right now. He's like, there are people that are dumber than you that aren't overthinking it, that are crushing you right now. Stop overthinking it and just do it. And it was one of those moments that really stuck with me. And every subsequent run, and it was it was a really 
cool point in my career where it's like, if you have the knowledge, you have to act on it. The more that you have just have the knowledge and sit with it, it's rare that sitting on that knowledge will actually help you in real life. Execution is what helps you. So I think that's probably a pretty good place to leave it today, Jim. What do you think? I think so. I think so. Absolutely. It was, it was a, a great one. Real fun, uh, you know, episode for people. I know it's not a fun topic. It's morbid. It's, you know, life or death and it is serious. But after all, you know, this is the wealthy American podcast. And I would say wealthy is also protection, right? You got to keep the wealth that you have, right? And if you have the opportunity to keep the wealth that you haven't earned yet to make sure that it shows up in your plan, then you really are wealthy. You can sleep knowing that you have done everything that you possibly can do to leave your family exactly the way you want to leave them. Because all of us are not getting out of here alive. I hate to say it, and it sucks, but when no one here is going to live forever. So you got to get your house in order and get your family protected. Well, thanks for listening today, everybody. This is the mission that we're on, which is how do we kind of inspire, share stories with so you can make more money, protect what you have, which we're talking about a lot today, and then ultimately <laughs> build lasting wealth that'll last for legacy and generations. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully, we'll see you guys in the next one. We'll talk real soon. Thanks, Jim. Thanks.